Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by editor of thewolfpacker.com and fellow co-host, Matt Carter. We've got a good show for you today. Going to preview the first meeting of NC State and UNC in men's basketball this year. NC State coming into this game red hot off four consecutive wins. Picked up another win against Georgia Tech in Atlanta earlier this week on Tuesday. And now heading up to uh, Chapel Hill to take on the Tar Heels in the Dean Dome. A, an unranked matchup, but uh, don't let that fool you because NC State is knocking on the door in the AP rankings and UNC I would probably – I'd make the argument that they should be ranked since they're not, but, uh, you know, nobody wants to hear that. I'll explain. <laughs> let that be a little tease uh, for what, we've ha- what we have in store for this episode. But before we get into breaking down that matchup coming up on Saturday, some quick reminders for the listeners and viewers at home. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. You can always watch us on our YouTube channel as well. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You guys have done a tremendous job of heeding the call there. Uh, almost up to 2,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. <clears throat> that's more than – that's going to be almost double uh, what our original goal was back when we really started paying attention to the YouTube channel back during uh, the beginning of the COVID uh, pandemic. So uh, thank you guys for doing that. And if you haven't already, please go subscribe to our YouTube channel. That helps us out tremendously give this video a thumbs up drop a comment while you're at it um head over to the wolfpacker.com take advantage of a deal going on right now for 29.99 you can get premium subscription to the wolfpacker.com as part of the on three network through the end of august 2023 so that's going to take you to the beginning of the next college football season uh, national championship ended two weeks ago but Look, you're tuning into this podcast. That means you're you're a men's basketball fan. That means you care about hoops. And uh, we're just getting started with the home stretch of, of college basketball season, men's and women's. So a great time to jump on to the Wolfpacker.com. $29.99 is the deal for the better part of eight months. Uh, there have been better deals in the past, but there's there's a trend here. They, they keep getting uh, less and less sweet for you. So I would go ahead and take advantage of this deal now because – this might be the last deal they they offer for a while, and we have no warning as to when those deals end. So uh, go ahead and take advantage of that deal while you can, because um, look, we're in the middle of January. It's a great time. Basketball season in mid-swing. So uh, head over to thewolfpacker.com, take advantage of it now. Last but certainly not least, head over to rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E shop.com for your premium cannabis CBD Delta 8 and Delta 9 needs. Uh, they've got all kinds of great products at rogueshop.com, whether it's cannabis itself, edibles, uh, cartridges, oils, tinctures that you can put under your tongue for like a very discreet uh, type of, of use, uh, lotions. I mean, they've got all kinds of great stuff. And this is all natural products to help you with 
whether you suffer from stress and anxiety, whether you have some chronic pain and inflammation, whether you have a little bit trouble sleeping at night. Um, I know all of us have at least one of those symptoms from time to time. So Rogueshop.com offers a lot of great natural products to help you with some of those things. It's a small business, husband and wife founded small business. Uh, the husband is a disabled veteran that was turned on to these natural products to help him with some of those symptoms. And he was so passionate about uh, how it helped his life for the better that he wanted to start this company to spread it with the good folks like you. So proud sponsors of the Wolfpacker.com, proud sponsors of the Wolfpacker podcast. They're on the message boards as well. So if you have any questions for them, you can ask them there. Uh, if you don't have message board access, they also have a chat feature on rogueshop.com where you can talk to a real life human being. It's going to be one of their handful of employees. I mean, this is a small business, five, six employees, something like that. So uh, go support them. Great people, great cause, great products. Rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E shop.com. All right, Matt. Uh, it's a big one coming up Saturday, Dean Dome. Two o'clock my time, five o'clock Eastern. Nobody cares about my time. Dean Dome, ACC Network. You know, this kind of feels like it should be on ESPN or at least the deuce. But, um, you know, you take what you can get. Big game for the ACC Network. Um, and uh, I talked to you a little bit before this podcast, Matt. I'm I'm feeling very, very optimistic about this team. I'm, I'm, I'm bought in. I'm, I might be a sucker, Matt. <laughs> I hope I'm not. But it's just good to feel excited about NC State basketball again because it feels like it's been a long time since I've genuinely been excited to watch game in, game out, and uh, excited about what the future holds for this team. Four straight wins, two of those quad one wins, more opportunities coming starting this Saturday with a road opportunity at UNC. Like I said, Matt, I'm optimistic, but I talked to you a little bit before the podcast. Maybe you're not feeling that same enthusiasm as me. So uh, maybe let's start with what maybe a reason for optimism from you, because I know you're not you're not always uh, 100% glass full, not 100% glass empty. You are more of a 50-50 guy. You're very grounded. You've been in the biz for a very long time. So what makes you excited about this game? And then maybe uh, what makes you a little bit concerned about this matchup coming up on Saturday? First of all, did you just call me old? You know, I didn't call you old specifically, but, uh, you know, I mean, your, your words, man. Uh, I think I just – experience is the term that I use. That That's a that's a positive term. Is, old uh, is so negative. Yeah, well, I mean, I, when you get my age, you get sensitive about that kind of stuff. This is um, – Game number two of seven in a row, by the way, on ACC Network. So if you don't have ACC Network and you're an NC State fan, you're going to be out of luck for about a month. Um, and then the next game is on RSN, which I think from what I gather, even fewer people have access to. And then back on ACC Network. So they only have one game on ESPN the rest of the way. That's when UNC comes to uh, – Riley. And the Duke game at the end of the year will be on ESPN. Um, Classic. Yeah. But, you know, that's just the way it plays out. It's kind of weird. I think there was a uh, Wake Forest Clemson Hughes game in the ACC this year. Sounds kind of strange to say that. That was on RSN at like 9 o'clock the other night or something like that. I mean, it's just 
it's a kind of a, a tricky proposition now when you're a TV trying to assign these games out because you, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, NC State was dead last in the ACC last year. Right now, they're competing to be at the top of the league this year. So why am I probably – why would I be optimistic? That It starts there, right? I mean, it's a different NC State team. They play defense. That's a good place to start. I mean, they have not traditionally played defense well. They have great guards. They have found multiple ways to win games. I mean, we weren't going to talk too much about Georgia Tech, but go back and look at the Miami game. They, they won that game basically because of two things. Second chance points and turnover margin. They had some of their best numbers all year in both stats. What happened at Georgia Tech? They had some of their worst numbers all year in second chance points and turnover margin, and they won the game still. So they're finding different ways to win the game. This isn't there. This is, I think we're getting close to the point where we can say this is Kevin Keach's best team. Um, you know, probably I would say wait till mid February before we have a definitive declaration on that. But they keep playing like they've been playing by the time UNC comes to Raleigh on February 19th after a three-game road trip for NC State. You talk about excitement. That'll have some excitement. But why would I – why am I maybe not as excited? I'm going to read you some numbers, Justin. And this came from Michelle McMillan, who uh, works over at uh, Inside Carolina. NC State has played UNC – Five times under Kevin Keats in the Dean Dome. These were their points total. 91, 113, 85, 86, 100. In five games at UNC under Kevin Keats. Now, this is by far their best defensive team. But clearly, the way UNC runs things, works well against NC State. And they have only won once. And that was the first game when they won in overtime. And that was when UNC scored 91 and State won in overtime. And it took Al Freeman to go, what, seven for seven on three-pointers yeah. in that game. Yeah. So, I'm a history buff. Everybody knows that. You can look at my bookshelf and see that. And so I've gone into that building a many times to cover basketball games and and left with nothing but Bojangles crumbs from the pregame meal. Ah, and uh, and hopefully not a free Bojangles biscuit because that means that the Tar Heels scored 100 points, right? Well, I, yeah, that's happened twice recently. Yeah. recently. And then there was the year, remember the year Mark Godfrey. Was that the last year Mark Godfrey went? Uh, yeah, that yeah. was the Dennis Smith yeah. Jr. year. The infamous uh 50 51 point i don't know which was worse that doesn't count anymore though i don't know which one was worse that year the one in chapel hill or the one in raleigh when i can remember sitting in the upper levels and uh the students and maybe some of the season ticket holders were chanting an expletive um or no 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 they're i think they were chanting an expletive at one point about unc and then that changed into a fire godfrey chant so uh <laughs> uh let's hope Let's hope it's a little bit better than that, but there's reason for optimism, Matt. You said you're a history buff. Let's take a look at Kevin Keats's history while at NC State. You mentioned that this might be, well, it's not even might. This is the best defensive squad he's had 
in Raleigh to date. Um, looking at a tweet, I had found a better tweet here. I was I was looking for it specifically, couldn't find the tweet I saw the other day. But <clears throat> let's go with um, this fellow named Engineer Nine One Nine. A tweet from uh, February third, twenty twenty two. I'm just going to take his word for it here. Adjusted defense according to Ken Palm rankings for NC State teams under Kevin Keats. In his first five seasons, he was 109, 62, 79, 87, and 251 last year. And I think it probably got even worse by the end of the year last season. But right now, NC State is ranked 45th when it comes to adjusted defense, according to Ken Palm. And that clearly shows, uh, you know, they're a team that's able to turn you over, which is kind of the whole shtick that Kevin Keats came to Raleigh with. That was one of his main mottos of an identity of his programs is we're going to turn you over and we're going to be able to convert those turnovers into points. And thus far, he's been able to do that because he's got athletic guards enough able to do that. He's also got guards that are able to defend uh, you know, well enough to create those turnovers without selling out and, uh, and allowing easy buckets, you know, pretty much on every possession. So that's reason for optimism. Now, I will say, Matt, this is a tough matchup because I don't really know if NC State has an answer for Armando Baycott down low right now. Certainly, as long as Dohan Mahorchich, du, Duhan, Dusan, excuse, excuse me. Well, you know, he hasn't played in so long that I never hear his yeah, name. He's not going to play. So I can go ahead and tell you I, from my sources. And you're getting in. You're about to. I'm probably interrupting you, but you're getting into the heart of it here. It's, you're unlikely to have Dusan Mahorsik probably for another week or two. Uh, Ebenezer Dewana couldn't make the trip to Atlanta from sick for a sickness issue. Yeah, I think it's questionable he'll be ready on Saturday. You don't have Jack Clark, the six-nine power forward and leading rebounder. Um, he had the groin issue; still looks to be weeks away. Um, the red shirt in Isaiah Miranda, which I I get, I understand. You're down to DJ Bones, Greg Gant, and Ernest Ross as your front court players against Armando Baycott. And interesting enough, you want to take a guess of who leads the ACC in number of free throws attempted this season? Oh, Not individually, cool. but as a team. UNC. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not a – why am I not surprised? Yeah. Yeah, it used to be Duke with the team that everybody would say, oh, they get all the calls. But I think it's that had definitely shifted in recent years to um, UNC seems to be the team that gets the, I don't know what you want to call it, favorable treatment. But North Carolina has shot 459 free throws in 19 games. The next closest team that has played 19 games, 371. It has 88 more free throws than your next nearest team. And somehow, somewhere, you got to have Burns in particular not be in foul trouble and Ross and Gant. Can't, can, they, they also have Pete Nance, six foot ten, starting next to Baycott. So it's a tough matchup. Well, I know NC State, you know, one of their defensive identities is uh, they like to push you off the three point line. Might want to let Carolina shoot some threes because, uh, <laughs> If they can get you down low, I mean, kind of sounds like what you're saying is DJ Burns is going to go up to Chapel Hill with two fouls already. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be the number one guy to stop Baycott. It's going to be, it's going to have to be a collective effort. 
We'll see if Greg Gant can kind of get his nose in there and maybe get a few deflections, deny some passes down low into to Baycott. Um, and Ross, you know, undersized, but makes up for it with that athleticism. He's He might have as good of bunnies as anybody on the court on Saturday. Um, but that's going to be a tall task for, for Ross. Uh, you know, mainly what you're looking for from him is just competing on the boards against a guy like Baycott and that, you know, big front court that UNC has because that's that's UNC's strength, rebounding and going down low and just beating you up with size. Um, so tough matchup for NC State. They're going to have to be great offensively. They're going to have they're going to need a great game from both of their guards, Jarkel Joyner and Terquavion Smith. Um, I thought both the guards looked solid against Georgia Tech, Jarkel Joyner especially. Um, Terquavion obviously had his flashes, obviously had his numbers. He's a big volume guy. Going to need a little going to need a little more efficiency than the norm against the Tar Heels in order for NC State to have a positive outcome on Saturday. And uh, if there's a, if there's a night where you need Casey Morsell to go four or five from the three point line, it's going to be Saturday night. Um, Cause I don't think you're going to have the, uh, the gift that is DJ Burns of uh, feeding it down low to the big man. And, and he's scoring, you know, 80% of the time he's, he's going to have his work cut out for him in the low post on Saturday. This is not, um, this is not going to be an easy task. I'm not saying he's going to have a bad game, but I don't expect a 20, 28 and six game from DJ Burns, especially if he's going to be tasked with, you know, defending Baycott for most of the game. He's, he's probably going to struggle with fouls. So. Yeah. And the other aspect of it too, you mentioned a big point of this is, you know, North Carolina, I think a lot of people are, uh, you mentioned how you could make the case for them to be top 25. They're 13 and six, which I think surprised. Let's not forget. I, I think people forget. They were preseason number one in the country. You know, to Carolina's credit, they played 10 of 19 games away from home this year. They are four and six when they don't play at home. And some of these losses were to Ken Palm number four, Alabama, Ken Palm number 12, Iowa State, Ken Palm number 28, Indiana. Um, yeah, those aren't like bad, bad losses. You know what I mean? They, they lost to Virginia on the road. I didn't get what they were in Ken Palm. I just got the non-conference team. Um, uh, they, they lost to a healthy Virginia Tech team on the road. But at home, they're 9-0. And as I mentioned, they played a really difficult schedule. And here's what's unique about them. They lead the ACC in points per game at 79.6. So what you said about letting them shoot threes, they're 12th out of 15 teams in three-point field goal percentage at 32%. Uh, now, they attempt an awful lot, so they made 132. But it makes you wonder if they could raise that three-point percentage point up to about 35, 36. You know, that would be, you know, kind of middle of the pack in the ACC, maybe slightly above. They become incredibly difficult to defend. And I bring that up because last year they were not shooting three-pointers spectacularly well. And then NC <laughs> State came to Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. And they made 15 out of 27 threes against NC State. So... 
if you see Leaky Black hit a couple threes in this game, probably not the afternoon for the Wolfpack. And so, yeah, he's been – he's uh, I'm looking at their numbers now. He's 15 of 45. I think the big thing is Caleb Love. He's 36 of 133, which is 27.1% from three-point land. And it's shooting 133 threes. I mean, and almost 20 games. He's, he's shooting about six threes a game and not even making two of them per game. So it makes you wonder if he needs to quit shooting threes. But – you know, I think the best case scenario for NC State is that continue. That Carolina continues to struggle to shoot the three-point shot because they are not a great defensive team. Statistically speaking, they're not a great defensive team. They're kind of average on defense. Um, they do give up points. So, that's what give up a lot of points. They're second to last, uh, third to last, I should say, and, and points allowed per game. Part of that is pace of which they play, I'm sure. But um, to what you said, is it, you know, I think you have to game plan as to hoping that they continue to struggle to shoot the three-point shot. Uh, make them put it on the floor, try to tone them over, get them out of control, uh, because that might be your best bet. If they out of foul trouble, hope they're not hitting their shots, and they make your shots. You know, you're going to need to Quavion Smith that scored like 30-some points last year in the Dean Dome to show up. You need. You also need bad Caleb Love to show up. I mean, you almost get the sense that he's having a similar season to like a Markel Johnson mm-hmm. a few years ago in the sense that UNC fans never know what they're going to get with Caleb Love. They're either going to get a 30-point performance one night or they're going to get, you know, five turnovers and a 3-12 night from the field. Um and yeah, Caleb Love can burn you. Uh, and he he they rode him all the way to uh to the national championship game last year. They also had Brady Manick knocking down threes from the corner, which helped, and they don't have that guy anymore. Um, I think they missed him more than people thought they would. No question. No question. Um but here here's why you don't let the the lack of numbers next to these teams fool you. I, I would make the argument argument that both NC State and UNC should be ranked in this game. They shouldn't be in the top 10. They should probably both be somewhere between 20 and 25. But if you look at the odds to win the national championship right now, I'm looking at bet online right now. Um, UNC is 35 to one to win the national championship. That is the 14th, um, I guess, best team according to national championship odds. Second, and the ACC only behind Virginia at 22 to 1. I imagine those odds will go up as the season goes on. UNC has played a really tough schedule. They don't really have any bad losses. I mean, I guess their worst worst loss to date would be at Virginia Tech. Yeah, and that, you know, that caveat that, right? Because at that time, Virginia Tech was playing really well. Uh, they're now on a six game losing streak, but, you know, they had a bad injury that really influenced that losing streak. So, you know, there's always context. We, you know, nobody puts context on the selection Sunday when they look at teams' resumes, but there's always context to something. About, but what you said, they don't really have bad loss, but it's interesting. I do agree with some who have said um, UNC kind of needs this game a little more than NC State. They're just one in six in quad one games, and nobody's saying they're on the bubble by any stretch of the imagination, but you would look at uh, there's a great website which I'm sure 
Justin No called bracketmatrix.com. Yep. Um, and I'm on it right now. If you look at it right now, the average seeding for NC State is actually higher than the average seeding for UNC. The average seeding for the Hills is 7.86. And when you average it all up, they are, they're an eight seed right now. NC State is a seven seed. So um, the, the game actually might mean a little bit more for UNC Saturday. Hubert, Hubert Davis has some pressure going into this game. Um this is a game Roy Williams wins 99 times out of 100. Yeah. 99 times out of 100, Roy Williams wins this game. Um, and this is a new regime. Can can he get the guys motivated enough to take on NC State? Roy Williams certainly always had the knack to do that. So far, Hubert Davis 2-0 against the Wolfpack. But come on. I mean, we're talking about last year. NC State was the worst team in the ACC. Can't really take too much out of that. This is going to be a competitive matchup. You need the Terquavion Smith big game, and I think you're going to get it because what was it after the Miami game, Matt? Terquavion came out and said, "This is why uh, you know I came to NC State to prove something." A lot of people think you gotta you gotta go wear blue in North Carolina to put yourself on the map. And yeah. is there a, is there more of a front runner right now for ACC Player of the Year than Terquavion Smith? Uh, you know, I guess Baycott, I guess you're going to see them both on the floor. Yeah. Baycock's way up there. And I like Isaiah Juan at, um, at uh, Miami and Appleby at Wake Forest, who's suddenly red hot is, is another guy to potentially watch. You know, last year, Tequavion Smith had 20 in, in Raleigh against UNC. And then he had uh 34 against UNC. In Chapel Hill uh, last year, so that's something to keep in mind. He did he did score a lot in the two games, but yeah, he's up there. I would say he's one of probably four guys. Appleby at Wake Forest, Isaiah Wan at Miami, Dequavion Smith, and then Armando Baycott. I think those are your four guys you have to you look at hardest right now. Well, I to me, Matt, this is the toughest game left on NC State's regular season schedule. I know that road game at Virginia looms. I know Virginia's ranked number 10 in the AP poll right now. I just think NC State matches up better with Virginia. And the fact that you got to go to Chapel Hill, still going to be a tough place to play. Probably going to be a sold-out crowd. A lot of local interest in this game. So, to me, this is an icing on the cake game. This team has overexceeded expectations it has delivered it is competitive it is a good team an ncaa tournament quality team if the tournament started right now there's no doubt about it nc state would be dancing and now they just got to go finish business in the rest of the conference schedule and basically just can't can't stub their toe and and you know lose momentum assuming they just take care of business in the games they're favored i don't see any way they're not dancing um but that said You'd love to see it. You'd love to see the Wolfpack go up to Chapel Hill and get a W. Um, but I'm not going to be discouraged, you know, whatever the result may be. I'm looking for a season split with UNC this year. I would take that right now if offered. And um, But I'm excited, and it's a big stretch for, uh, for NC State because you got Notre Dame at home after this game, and then you got a road game at Wake Forest, which is also going to be a tricky, challenging game, probably the – one of the more challenging road contests left on the schedule. If NC State can go two and one in these next three games, 
they're gonna be sitting pretty. They most definitely they because that means another quad one game, but they four quad one games left on the schedule. Two of them, uh, the next two Saturdays. That's half of your quad one games you just mentioned. Then after that, you got Virginia on February seventh, and you got to wait all the way to the end of the season for Duke. Uh, Duke now. You know, I assume UNC will be a quad one by the time they come to Raleigh. Could be, could be. They'll have a lot of opportunity to get there. They're thirty six, so they're not that far. But also, I don't assume Duke would still be a quad one by the time they go to Durham. They're currently twenty six in the net. Well, they'll be a quad one road, but that quad one at home may be in jeopardy. You know, that's one of the things if you look at the net. And she takes six good now, but they really need Duke and Virginia Tech. They're two quad one wins. They need them to hold up. So they need Virginia Tech to figure this out quickly. And they need Duke to figure themselves out quickly so that they hold up. Because if all of a sudden they slip down to quad two, then your resume is not looking nearly as good. At that well, so, Kevin yeah. Keats, this team have an opportunity for a signature win this year. You win this game. I think it probably ends up being the best win all season is, you know, maybe if NC state goes up to Charlottesville and beats Virginia, that could compare, but, uh, but either way, big opportunity. We'll see how it unfolds on Saturday. We'll be back with more next week uh, with a recap of the game, maybe even a little football schedule update. As soon as that come comes out, I know, uh, I know I saw NC state is opening up their uh, home at, at home next year against Notre Dame. Um, so that'll be, Cool to see. Maybe, hopefully, knock on wood, no hurricane coming in that week. Um, but you never know in September in North Carolina. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more next week. That's going to be it for this episode. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Wolfpacker YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up. Drop a comment while you're at it. You can follow us on social media at the Wolfpacker on Twitter at Justin H. Will is my personal handle on Twitter and go give us a like on Facebook, NC state Wolfpack on the Wolfpacker.com head over to the Wolfpacker.com right now. Take advantage of a special deal for 29 99. You get better part of eight months of premium uh, subscription to the Wolfpacker.com takes you to through the end of August, 2023. That's the beginning of college football season for the small price of 29 99. That's, Better part of $50 savings there if you were going to do it on a monthly basis all the way through that point. So go take advantage of that deal while it's still around. And last but certainly not least, head over to rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com for your premium cannabis, CBD, Delta 8 and Delta 9 needs. They've got all kinds of great products over there. Small business, husband and wife outfit, the husband of disabled veteran that was turned on to these natural products to help him with some of his symptoms such as anxiety and stress, trouble sleeping at night, pain and inflammation. I know we all suffer from at least one of those things from time to time. And these are some great natural products to help you with those. So head over to rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com. You can use the chat feature to speak to a real life human being, help you figure out what, uh, what goods they have can help you best personally. You can also talk to them on the message boards at thewolfpacker.com. They're there as well. So Head over to rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop.com. Head over there now. Proud sponsors of the Wolfpacker podcast. And that's going to do it for this episode. So for Matt Carter, I'm Justin Williams, and this has been the Wolfpacker podcast.